bum 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 mama just kill the man put a gun against his head pull my trigger now he's dead mama ooh i Hey guys, welcome back to Lucidity. I'm your host, Ryan Muskin. And I'm an avocado. <laughs> Thanks. I don't think everyone's going to get that reference, but we'll go with it. That's Levi. I, I guarantee they will. He's the sub host. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I'm Levi didn't Rainey. To, didn't mean to the insult. superior host. <laughs> oh. oh, man. But anyways. <laughs> Today we're talking about moms. Yeah, I recorded my mom for this episode in an interview and it was really nice and that's kind of why I wrote this episode was because I went home for a couple of days and I wanted to I don't know I thought about my mom and parenthood and my relationship with her and the importance of mothers in our lives and so I want to talk about the misconceptions about parenthood because I think there's a lot of them I don't know I I think that a lot of people believe that being a parent and having a child ruins their social life um like it, it keeps you from achieving your dreams it will make you poor, and it will even ruin your sex life. And while having a kid definitely brings down your free time, <clears throat> no it doubt, drastically decreases. Not that I would know, <laughs> <laughs> right? No, I yeah, neither of us have kids. In case you guys were wondering, but um, after doing these interviews, I, I don't know. I, I think that there is a lot of truth to a lot of that, but there's also there's a little bit of misconceptions. It's not as horrible as people think, and a lot of people, like my own mother, even says that having a kid was the best thing that's ever happened to them. On the flip side, a lot of people believe that saving, having a kid will even save their marriage or make them happier, um, and that's not hard to raise a kid. When, matter of fact, it's like it's really hard to raise a kid. Really, really hard. And it's not going to always save your marriage. Really, though, I mean, having a kid won't save your marriage. It's not, it's not going to make you a happier person. If you have a kid, it's going to be very stressful. It's going to be very difficult. And they will deteriorate social life and your relationship to a degree and it's all about that sacrifice you have to be willing for i don't know a lot about it moms play a different role that's very distinguished than father does and i mean that in a way that's not like stereotypes it's not uh you know father teaches you to be tough and the man and mother is gentle and teaches you how to cry it's like it's more of you were born in your mother like you were conceived in your mother's womb you were with her for nine months before you were born and there's a certain intimacy there. Not that it's less intimate with your father, but just that it's a different type of intimacy there. And so I think a mother's love is just different. It's not any more or less. It's just different. I think there's a difference between a mother and a mom. Like mothers are biological, but moms have to take on that role and actually parent you yeah. and be a friend to you. It's a relationship. Like you, like you earn the title mom, you, but you have mother from biology. Being a mom is... Being mom is a role. It's a, I don't want to say role because that sounds like gender role type. It's not a gender role. It's a relationship that you hold with somebody. It's not just the womb that you were born out of and developed in. It's, I don't know, I, I see mom as like the relationship. It's the responsibility that you have to somebody and the way that you care for a person. I know even just like as a joke, I can call friends mom sometimes because they kind of, you know, they act like that. They have that loving role for somebody. And going off of this, there's 
big difference in different ways of mothering, uh, obviously. I think stay-at-home moms play a different role than working moms. So my mom was a stay-at-home mom, so I was always raised... There was always, like, a parent in the house when I was home, pretty much, and somebody to watch over me and my sister. And, like, I would come home from school and right away have dinner, like, that kind of thing. So my mom was always there. Yeah. She cleaned up on my... Like, I never had to make my bed growing up or do things like... That. Even, like, my own dishes. I mean, I've started doing that stuff when I got older, but, like, my mom always did it for me. I was pampered more so while you were just kind of, like, right. raised by a home. Yeah. My mom would, like cook dinner before she left for work so it'd be there when i got home but she wouldn't be like yeah. sometimes i get home i'd get home from school and she'd be pulling out of the driveway for work because it was like that tight and you're just like oh so there's this magically <laughs> food ready <laughs> for guess. me in the refrigerator right. but uh i don't my mom has gotten some beef i'd say she's gotten some heat over being a stay-at-home mom in the past and i i know because she complained about it a lot how she thinks that i don't know she's kind of been Hold off as like, oh, you're just a stay at home. I'm like, how hard can your life be? Like, that's not a real job kind right. of thing. And she'll talk about that a little bit. You'll hear in the interview with her later. Uh, it's like a serious job being a stay at home mom. It's it's you're never off. You know, what I mean, you're working twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. Yeah. It, the, the the perks of it is you're kind of your own boss, but it's still it's just as hard job. I don't know. I just thought that perspective of motherhood was kind of interesting. So another thing I wanted to look at was how motherhood changes with age, and I don't know. Like, I wasn't sure going into this if there was any difference. I just thought that'd be kind of a curious, cool thing to look into. So that's why I interviewed um, a young friend of mine. She's 25, and she has a one-year-old son. Uh, her name's Jacqueline, and her son's name is Ezra. He's he's almost one. He'll be one in 19 days, I think. And um, he's adorable. She'll talk about what it's like right now being a mom from her perspective. And then later, you'll hear from my own mother, who will talk about what it's like to be a mom of 20 years so here it is hey guys i'm sitting here with miss jacqueline bartkowski who has been a mother for how many months now 11 months that's crazy yesterday and her son is sitting here with us too so if you hear babbling in the background that's probably just him that's ezra yes his name's ezra so jacqueline this episode is called being mom and the idea of it is I wanted to clarify, I think a lot of people have misconceptions about what it means to be a parent or kind of the effects of parenthood, both good and bad things. I think a lot of people believe that being a parent can ruin aspects of your life or being a parent can save parts of your life or who knows. And I think that there's certain misconceptions about a lot of that. Um, so I, I was wondering if you could kind of clarify for me what has changed in your life or things that you just didn't expect would happen after being a parent. Um, that's a really good question. Yeah. Uh, so everything has changed. Yeah. <laughs> a big thing that changed for me is I'm staying at home with Ezra. I'm not working. Yeah. Um, so that makes a big difference in my life that I'm not getting up and going somewhere for a job every day. Mm -hmm. Um, I know a lot of my friends that do work as a mom too. Sure. Um, but for me, that was probably the biggest thing so even though i'm not getting up and going to a job every day i'm you still my day starts are. like <laughs> yeah. right away right. So i don't necessarily well, get that leaving. so i kind of want i actually did want to ask you about that a little bit um my mom's a stay-at-home mom and she says it's just as much a job as my dad's job my his actual career and things like that and so um kind of just how, how has that affected your life being home and and having this be your job 
sadly unpaid, but but you know it's still rewarding. I would expect. Oh yeah, definitely. I I agree with your mom. It's definitely yeah. just as much of a job as right. any like money for money job. Sure. Um, and it's different because even though I don't get paid it never stops like we don't have the typical hours yeah you know so i'm kind of on call all the time um yeah i don't it's crazy it's like okay <laughs> it's, it's, Sorry. you have anything to do don't worry about it anyway so yeah i'm on call all the time so mm. even though i'm not leaving the house necessarily or um like when my job starts i don't leave the house and then my job starts it's like right. all the time um, but like for me, I'm definitely an extrovert. And so yeah. the thought of just like staying at home and being home all the time with just the baby was scary to me. I really <laughs> like going out. And I think a Talking lot of friends. new moms feel that way. Like it's easy to feel isolated in that sure. new role. Um, so I've really been conscious about like reaching out and connecting with other and have you been able moms? to do that because i think one one of those things is i think a lot of people believe that when you go into parenthood you don't have a social life or you can't go out and be with friends and i'm sure, sure that to an extent that happens but i mean have you still been able to hold your social life and see people and so yeah that's a good point that i haven't really thought about i yeah. i because i don't know i just don't sit around thinking about <laughs> that no, yeah, all the yeah, time I, but I'm glad that you brought it up yeah it's true like I I really haven't it's not that I've like stopped talking to or lost touch with friends that I had before sure. but I am the first person in like my core group of friends to have a kid yeah. so I don't I don't like to see them really because right. they all work during the day and then the times when we could hang out or go out or whatever is at night and Ezra goes to bed at like Definitely. seven. Right, and you got <laughs> so to that's like when they could start doing things basically in the evening. So there's that, but where I've sort of like distanced from those friends, mm -hmm. I've gained a whole other group of friends, right? Um, who do other have kids and, and sort of yeah. get it, and right. uh, so not that like I've lost those friendships from before, but. I think you're right that a lot of people have this idea that like your life kind of ends or is yeah. over when yeah. you have a kid. And I'm not going to say that's not true because that part of it part is. of yeah, that part of my life and that like style of my life, that lifestyle <laughs> is over. Right. It's done so, and there's no going back to it, but it's something <clears throat> different. But yeah, so it's like it's changed in a way that's not necessarily bad but just new and different. Um I mean, it's, I don't want to say, like, it's not bad. It's definitely not easy. Right. Um, it's hard because it's, some, like, for my whole life, I've just right. had to think about me. Right. And now I don't think about me at all. Yes. It's all about Ezra. So it's a, it's a, and it happens, like, you have that nine months of transitioning while you're oh, yeah. pregnant. But it's in, like, an, an instant. Instant, yeah. And then suddenly everything just kind of is different in your life and. Right. right. So what is your favorite part about being a mother? And to contrast that, then your least favorite part. I know it sounds kind of weird to say, oh, your least favorite part about being a mother. But there has to be, you know, it's ups and downs. Too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. Um, My favorite part? 
Okay, so I said that I like leaving the house to go to work yeah. every day. So, but I also like be, being able to f- choose what we do every day. So it's sure. kind of nice. You're like, your own boss. Right. I like being able to say, you know, today we're going to go to story time like we did this morning. That sounds so fun, it's actually. It's so fun. <laughs> it is really fun. Yeah. Um, or I can say, you know, like the weather is crappy. Like I don't want to go anywhere today and then we yeah. don't go anywhere. So, and then that's unique to Ezra just being a baby too. Like mm-hmm. when he goes to school it's going to be different you know there's going to be that but for right now my favorite part is just being able to wake up and decide what we're going to do today and have like, right. control over that that's really that sounds really nice it's yeah. like nice to have that flexibility um my least favorite part is kind of something that we mentioned before that like there's not Right. break yeah so like there's never a break and i mean eric like my husband my yeah. husband eric he is a teacher so during the day he's gone um so i really don't get breaks i mean and now as just now as i was starting to nap like fairly regularly uh-huh. for extended periods of time so i sort of get like an hour here an hour there but he's still up there like i'm still have my eye on the monitor you know it's never right. like that mental and even like, if I do go out by myself or Eric and I have, like, a date night, my mind is still on the baby. You right. Know, you have to always be thinking and worrying about him. And, and also, on top of, like, if he's nap time, then you still have to, you know, you're still watching the house and you're still a wife to a husband. You have all right. of these other roles to play. So, in that way, it's hard. And I think, like, that'll change. I think that's also something that, um, not that moms who have more than one kid or moms who have older kids aren't constantly thinking or worrying about their kids. But I think it's a little bit of a different thing when you're a new first-time mom that I'm still sort of like worrying about every little thing. And, you know, because everything's new for me too. So, um, yeah, that's definitely hard. It wears wears on you after a while. Sure. Um, What would... so? Going into parenthood, there's a lot of unexpected things. And like you said, it almost instantly changes once you have a child. And obviously, parenthood's not for everybody. Uh, not everyone is meant to do it or wants to do it. And yeah. they have various reasons. So what would you, what kind of advice or what would you tell somebody that's discerning parenthood, thinking about wanting to have a child and is kind of hesitant about it, whether or not they should or should not be a child? You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because you're right. Not everybody is meant to be yeah. a parent. Um, I would say you have to be ready to be selfless. Right. I mean, I don't think you you're. To... I don't think you're ever really. And you hear people say this all the time. You're never really ready, and I think that's true. You're never yeah. really ready, but you at least on some level have to be willing to say, I. I'm not going to think about me all the time. You mm-hmm. know, this part of my life isn't going to be about me anymore. Um, and I was definitely, I think Eric and I were ready for that. Right. Um, we were in a place where we were willing to, you know, make it not about us um, anymore. And again, like, I think a big thing is that there's no absolutes to any of this. It's not sure. that it, it's not that you don't take time for yourself sometimes. It's not that you never take care of yourself right but you have to be important you have to be willing to like sacrifice so much right like my goal in life now is take care of Ezra like that's it it's not about me it's my career goals anymore it's not about for for this period of my life like I have to set that aside so you have I would say 
be ready and willing to um, to stop and raise a kid, you know, right. raise another human. You have to sort of pause things. Pause things and focus on someone else for a while. And if you're not ready to do that, if you have other things in your life that you think right. are more important or that, you know, then, you, then, then it's wait. just not for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Paige, come here. I feel like I have a toddler. I feel like I have two toddlers. <laughs> really? PJ was like, oh, get a dog first, maybe. That would be good advice. <laughs> right. Helps prepare you for... Especially a crazy... Not that babies are dogs, dog. but... <laughs> oh, no, no. But I think our puppy was... I think PJ was a good... Uh... Well, it teaches you how to be responsible for another life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And we had to, like, cut our dates short because she couldn't be home long that long oh, yeah. by herself. I and, babysat. like, not go out of town, <laughs> right. you know, or, like... It was a good stepping stone. Yeah. I mean, like, that sounds like a joke, but legitimately, I think it was good for us to have a dog first. Yeah, no, I totally, that makes complete sense to me. I can definitely, I can definitely see why that would be beneficial. Yeah. Like you said, dogs are not babies, but it was a good, like, Yeah, it helps prepare you. Into, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, has having Ezra had an effect on your relationship positively, negatively, or how My has it changed? My relationship with Eric? Yeah. Yeah. Um, your dynamic. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Again, for the same reason that it's you, your focus is on the baby. You right. Know, that's sort of right. Kind where of the centerpiece shift. of the family. Yeah. For now, I mean, and it, so like, especially in uh, like the church tells us that our marriage is has to be priority, has to be number right. one, and I think that's it's a lot harder than I was anticipating it to be to keep that relationship the priority when you have a baby who like right. if you're not meeting his needs he is like screaming at you right so it's easy to right and, and on top let, of that you also have like your your job your careers and your own lives and everything else to, you know, right so, so it's sort of it's really easy to push that aside yeah. um to push like that the marriage aside and not that we have pushed it aside but it's sure. easy to say like Oh, we'll spend time together later. We'll right. Like, it's not know. that constant where you guys are always together and you don't always have time to go on dates and things like that because you're busy. Right. And mm-hmm. even when we are on a date, like we're talking about the baby or like whatever. Right. So that's changed for sure. <laughs> and like for us, we, um, not to get like too personal, but sure. we like, we, Ezra sleeps with us. So like we don't even have that time. Right. Like we don't Just even like alone. go to bed and we're alone. Like right. he's there too. Uh-huh. And we made that choice together and we're both like okay with it and happy with it mm. but it is just another layer of like right it's being just more creative time. about finding time to be together yeah. and so well, i think a lot of people have the belief that having a kid can save their marriage mm. um and i don't know if that's necessarily always a true thing i think a lot of people just have a kids because they think oh well we're struggling right now um we are we need something that will bring us together and keep us together and i'm sure at to some level, having Ezra has brought you and Eric to a whole new level uh, in your relationship. Um, but I would you say that's necessarily a true thing? I mean, I don't know if that's really the best way for a couple to look at it. Yeah, no. PJ. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like a whole other kid. She, yeah. That's your hat, Ezra. That's your new hat. Whoa. Does he cry often? I don't think I've seen him cry. Uh, yeah, he does. When he, like, needs something. He's right. pretty easy going. 
Okay, yeah, I definitely... <laughs> babies were not going to save a marriage. Right. They... So, I think you're right. Like, having Ezra has helped me learn to love Eric in a different way, in, uh-huh. like, a new way. Just, like, watching him with Ezra, you know, mm-hmm. loving him as that father and just, like, seeing how he leads our family and um, how he cares for him and cares for me. Sure. And that definitely is a positive thing. But a baby puts... In my experience, more strain on your marriage than any, you know, than, yeah, than anything right. else. It's right. like it's such a stressful right. experience. It's so new. It's so scary. And, and if if you're already struggling in your relationship or your marriage as it is, I feel like putting that extra strain on it of a child, well, it might make it a deeper relationship. I don't know if that would necessarily save it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, and I sadly, I think you're right. A lot of people say that ba- having a baby yeah. is going to make things better. Um, because maybe like the wife thinks like, oh, he's gonna like see me in a new light or that type of thing. And I think that does happen. Yeah. But there's some merit to that. Like I said, I think more often than not, it just puts more of a strain on things that doesn't. And, and if your marriage is having issues, you don't want to bring a kid into that environment. It doesn't fix things that brings things to light yeah exactly you know, more stress and things definitely so, yeah it's not it's only, sure not a fix-all definitely <laughs> um so do you when you mother your son <laughs> i don't know no, that's, be, that's just being yeah bird, being I his mother yeah i him. love it uh, do you see your own mother in that how your mom raised you um do you think that reflects on how you raise your child or do you think that you've been doing it in your own way you you have your own methods to this uh, or do you see your mother and yourself yeah I guess? uh yes okay <laughs> all of the above yes sure. i i do i definitely do i think my mom is always very uh like affectionate and mm-hmm. actually there's a really clear example of this i Whenever I'm holding Ezra, I just like have to kiss his face. I don't know why. I just have to like kiss what his can you cheeks. Blame? Look at him. I know, like his little cheeks. I just have to kiss him. And so I told that to my mom the other day, and she was like, she was like, that's what, that's all I did to you. Like right. I just kissed you all the time. So I think there's definitely having a kid just brings out what you know. It it to, does. Yeah. yeah, I think I've always felt that I'm very different from my mom, but I think that. Having a baby has shown me that we're more alike than right. uh, than I thought, but I also think I'm doing things that are my own right. my own way too. And the like Jacqueline Eric, thing. yeah, and like Eric has his own ideas about mm-hmm. things, and so we're just negotiating. That's another thing about marriage, right. and just like negotiating your own Figuring parental st- styles, parenting styles, right, Ezra? <laughs> and um, yeah, so. And, and parenting, tr- there's like trends in parenting that yes. are different now from when our oh, parents definitely. were raised. And Very I'm different. sure your mom will talk to you right. about that. Um, so I think I incorporate things that are more like in style now than yeah. I, than my mom did and, and stuff. Like, like it was never, I think it was common for kids to like, sleep with their parents but sure it wasn't i don't think it was as talked about as it is now i don't yeah. think it was as accepted and well i'm not so i'm not a parent yet so i don't know <laughs> but um our yeah. parents right ezra are is that a thing like are there new things that parents your age are doing that maybe 
baby boomers or generation x parents weren't doing to us and in our generation when we were kids i don't necessarily think we're like inventing new things but i think like things like baby wearing um the like having babies like having carriers all the time like many of the much of the time right um is more common in america now than it was probably when like our grandparents were having kids um it's certainly not it, people have been wearing babies in other countries since like the beginning of time. Okay. Um. So like we, but in America now, I think it's way more right much in more like common, recent culture, right? Right. Then like in the twentieth century, um, yeah, I don't know. Like we could talk about parenting styles all the time, like for sure. helicopter parenting, yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. Um. So yeah, like I said, just parenting styles change, but I think I do things that my parents would not have thought of doing, like. Like bed sharing with Ezra, mm-hmm. that was not something that my parents did, um, or like just like extended breastfeeding. So right. breastfeeding like for until two and beyond, which was like something I hope to do with Ezra. That's yeah. something that I think is becoming a lot, much more common. Definitely now. more, yeah, more popular thing, right. more widely accepted. Yeah, so like breastfeeding older kids. <sighs> We're bringing Ezra over to the microphone now. <laughs> Ezra, do you have anything you'd like to say? I, I think he pooped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll do that. Did you poop, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Can you say hello? Oh. What is that, Ezra? <laughs> He's licking it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. What's PJ doing? Is she yelling? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that was a good answer. So yeah, I, like, I think a mixture. Like I definitely see stuff that my mom has done um, in me, and I think I'm doing, doing things on your own, right? Yeah, I think that's pretty com- That's pretty common. Um, so I wanted to ask you just kind of one more question about the roles of a mother and the roles of a father and how you view it. I know there's a lot of stay-at-home dads in the world and there's a lot of stay-at-home moms and there's a lot of parents that neither one stays home. They both work. Um, but more so just the role in like your child's life. So how your child, like does a hus- does a father play a different role to a son than a mother plays to a son? Um, I know beyond just being a man and being a woman, uh, I'm sure there's some kind of difference in the roles that they play. Well, so like do, have you seen family, that? Yeah, like in our family, Eric works and I stay home. Um, so I think that's pretty, like just the fact that Eric isn't here during the day. He's not right. here like all day, every day. That changes their relationship a little bit. Okay. Um, so like he'll, and, I, and the fact that like, I don't know, <laughs> pulling the microphone. Is that sort of what you're asking? Like, yeah, kind of just like because it's obviously just different that like well, I know I'm there's like him, there's the technical so roles in your lives, but um, in like the long run, do you think like that you'll have a different like in even in your parents and how they parented you? Um, do you think the mother and father go for it? Wait, continue your question. Basically, do you think that a mother and a father have different roles to their child? Um, as far as like like a figure in their life. <clears throat> like basically, does a does a mother 
um, there for more of the affection and more of the love and care, oh, and the father's okay. more hard ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the stereotypical yeah. kind of like mom and dad thing. Right. Um. So I can really only speak to like our family, but I in our family that's not the case. I don't think we yeah. necessarily have like the stereotypical yeah gender roles, right gender guess, world family, but. Um, other than the fact that, like, Eric works and I stay home, which is more, like, quote-unquote traditional, Mm -hmm. but, um, if, I mean, the reason that we chose that really was because Eric has, uh, had, like, a salary and health insurance, like, that kind of a thing. I mean, that was, like, the reason that we chose that really, and that it, it was something that I wanted to do was to stay home, um, and... Yeah, so other than that, I think we have pretty equal... Equal roles and... Roles, yeah. And like I said, Eric isn't here all day, every day. But when he is here, he's like totally present to Ezra. He like does bath time with him in the evenings, like takes baths with Ezra and like gets his pajamas on and does does stories and everything, feeds him dinner, like is the one who's feeding. Right, so you guys also have like technical roles with each other, like... He does like more of the bathing and like the that kind of thing, and then you are with him for the rest of the day. Right. Yeah. So we try to split it up like as much as we can, and also like when he gets home in the evening, I'm like, please take this kid, you know, right, for like yeah. ten minutes or whatever. <laughs> right. And since I've, um, since I breastfeed, I'm get like a lot of physical contact right, with very... Ezra. So then when Eric's around, he you know try, does try to like play with him a lot. And, we can do, yeah. Yeah. I hope that does that answer. No, yeah, that definitely that that answers my question. Okay, we split it up pretty evenly. Yeah, Um, and even like when Eric's at school during the day, we go visit him, you know, and we can and that kind of stuff. So see, I I think that I'm gonna do. I plan on doing an episode um, in the future on fathers too, and I just think like there's a very big difference between like a mother's love for a child and a father's love, but I think that like they do cross paths. Very. I mean, they they're the same but different. If that makes sense. I think so. And because a mother carries the child, right. so it's, it's that's just like a different level. Not a, not a different level. It's just a different type of different version, like intimacy, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And I I do think you're you mentioned before like mothers and sons and fathers and sons. Like there's definitely different dynamics different bonds there and, dynamics, and different yeah. Bina- yeah different bonds. And um, I was just talking to some friends today about like mothers and daughters, like our relationships with our moms and how yeah. those have so many challenges with them. And I think right. mothers and sons have different challenges and I can't really speak to that yet because sure. it's sort of just a mom and baby thing now. He's right. not really like a man yet <laughs> right. um, or even a little boy. He's still just like an infant. <laughs> so I feel like I can't really speak to the mother son thing. Yet. Right. Yeah. Um, at that point, but but I just know from, you know, my relationship with my dad or my relationship with my mom, there's definitely a difference there. Right. And But I also think it ha- has to do with personalities just as much as, like, gender. Yeah, there's more factors to it than just what you were born as, what gender you are. There's your whole personality to it. And I know right. there's definitely, like, sons that more mama's boys and more daddy's boys. Or whatever, you know? Right, yeah. And, and like you said, it just depends on personality, too. Like, my dad is, is very much like a man's man type of a thing and um but was very like loving and affectionate and caring for me and my sister right. whereas eric is uh like 
a dancer and like does right. theater and stuff like that. So I think he's a little more like sensitive, sure. like in right. touch with that right. side of him. But he, you know, can play sports and like play rough with Ezra yeah. too. So yeah, it just depends on personalities. I'm really interested and excited to see what Ezra's personality is. Right. It's older. Well, so I guess my final question is, um, would you ever want a daughter? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like we're definitely right. gonna planning on having more, more kids. kids. That's um, so I'm glad that I had a son first. Honestly, I mean, obviously, really? like it didn't. Whatever sure. we were gonna have was fine, but if I could have picked, I would have picked a boy. Um, Interesting. Is, what's your reasoning behind that? I think I get along with boys easily, <laughs> right. and I'm just not into the drama mm. uh that i know not, <laughs> i know not there. all girls obviously like Certainly. i'm not i don't think i'm really into drama really but not all girls are but i just didn't want to have to sure. like, deal with the like added yeah girlness <laughs> first <laughs> I so i think it was good to like start yeah. off with a boy and i don't want to be like stereotyping but no that's fair uh i was just happy to start and also, I have a sister, and so it was just like all girls in my house. So right, excited. you're ready for a, like a son. Yeah, the, I was excited yeah. to have like something different and something new. And oh. yeah, you can already tell that he's uh, gonna be pretty intense. I think he's, uh, <laughs> right. pretty rough and tumble, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, Ezra will be turning one in one month. Yes. So happy early birthday, Ezra! Say thank you. <laughs> Say thank you. A smile will do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it, Jacqueline. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> and thank you too, Ezra. Oh, this is all drooling now. Ah, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> Again, I just want to thank Miss Jacqueline Barkowski and her son Ezra for this awesome interview. I know it gets interrupted a little bit by his babbling and by the dog, but that, I think that just shows you kind of the true nature of what it's like to be a mother, uh, especially a young mother with a newborn baby. Not newborn, one-year-old baby. Um, so that was a great interview, and this is a weird transition, but I want to talk about the Oedipus complex. Uh, it's like it's <laughs> <laughs> Levi, rate your mom on a scale of one to ten. Twelve. <laughs> Same. My mom's a beauty, but not in a sexual way. I I will say something about the Oedipus complex. Honestly, when I was a kid, I used to like my dad would come from. This is really normal. A lot of kids do this, but I like, like where this is going. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know what it sounds like. No, when I was a kid, though, um, my my dad would come home from work, and the first thing he would do every day is he'd go over, hug my mom, and give her a kiss, and that used to piss me off when I was like what? four or five years old. It, what? To no end. I would get so mad seeing that. How dare you show affection toward your? Spouse? Well, because she was like he was gone all day, and I was always with her, and I was like, that's my lady. So I would actually go wow. between them and scream and like throw a fit and like push him away. And be like, stop they kissing They must have her. hated you. Uh, my mom thought it was funny. She thought it was cute. My dad was <laughs> like, my dad low-key didn't like it. But um, that's like, that's the actual, according to psychology, that's really part of the Oedipus complex. It's not necessarily a sexual thing, but it's just that kind of affection for uh, your mom. Freud talks about that. And it's pretty, I think it's partly true. <laughs> I don't know. I know not, It's. it doesn't necessarily mean you want to have sex with your mother or your father. But like, I know when I started dating Lucia, my girlfriend, um, I re- like I noticed a lot of things about her that are almost qualities I find in my mom's like behavior, like her, their personalities are sort of similar, 
she'll say she doesn't see it, but like I noticed that, and and she tells me all the time that I remind her of her dad, and so I think part of like I know this doesn't go for everybody, but I think for a lot of people when they look for the significant other, they find a lot of features that that you would also find in their parents. I don't know, just uh. <laughs> My mom, I want to talk about my mom really quick because I'm about to play for you guys an interview I get, I had with her, a pretty short one, so don't worry, this isn't an excessively long episode or anything. It was about, I just asked her questions about the, kind of the same things I asked Jacqueline, um, but she's a veteran mom. She's raised two kids now, and we're both adults, and she did a great job. I have no complaints about my mother or my childhood. Um, so I thought she'd have some really interesting things to say, and she does. She speaks really honestly, and I love my mom. So this is a little bit of a shout-out to her. Enjoy the interview. Hi, Mom. Hi, Ale- Ryan. Elaine Hi, Muskin. <laughs> um, I'm interviewing my mom because she's a veteran mother, and it seems like the perfect time, seeing that the whole family's home, and it's a good time to reflect on being a mom. And I'm comparing this interview to that of Jacqueline's, who you heard earlier, um, just so you can kind of see the difference between the views of a veteran mother and a new young mother. So, Mom, I have a few questions for you. First, I want to just start off by asking a really basic question. What are your favorite and least favorite parts about being a mom? Oh, my favorite parts about being a mom is all the surprises that you guys gave me throughout the years. Um, and just to clarify, she's been a mom for 20 years now, so. Correct. And my least favorite part is the teen years. Okay. Is there a specific teen, just the whole thing? Um, with both of you, all of a sudden, <laughs> you guys were wonderful little kids. And then before I knew it, you were kind of smart mouth, bratty little kids. <laughs> Okay. You you knew everything, and uh, your parents knew nothing. Right. Okay. It's true, though. <laughs> so, I wanted to ask you, my show's about misconceptions, and I wanted to ask you if, from your perspective, you think that there's that people have a lot of misconceptions about motherhood, or parenthood in general. Like, do people think that maybe it's easier than it really is, or, or maybe that it's harder? Or I know, like, when I was reading about it, a lot of people think that motherhood or being a parent can, in some ways, ruin your life, and in other ways, it can, like, reinvigorate your life. So if you could kind of clarify that. I, I think it goes both ways. I think that, um, well, when you're first married, it's just all about you and your husband. Yeah. And then when, you, when a child comes along, it, the focus turns and it's all about the child and their wants and their needs Mm -hmm. so um but i i think it's just working it out ironing it out okay balancing everything being so you're a stay-at-home mom used to work but you've been a stay-at-home mom since me and Liv were kids do you think that people have misconceptions about that um i I talked to jacqueline she's also a stay-at-home mom and she said it's really one of the harder parts about being a mom is just adjusting i mean she's only a mother of a year adjusting from working up and going to work all the time to now just being at home and she's on her own schedule i definitely do i think people um i think being a stay-at-home mom is very hard Mm -hmm. and i think it's a 24-hour job yeah um, I know some friends that went to work just to get away from their children, <laughs> but I liked being at home. I liked being at home with my kids. I liked having all the kids over. I knew who they hung out with. I knew what they were up to. Um, you can monitor their safety to a degree. So yeah. 
do um do you think that you see your own mother in yourself when you're mothering me and mothering <laughs> is the verb I've been using me and Olivia definitely <laughs> <laughs> like definitely. or like do you I asked Jacqueline this too do you think that you've kind of done your own parenting methods or do you think you kind of just took a lot from your own mother or you straight it's a combination I you know I thought I would never be exactly like my mom not to say anything bad about my mom I love my mom but I d- definitely took bits and pieces mm-hmm. and it was it was mainly about respect and how to treat other people mm. uh stuff like that that's where I picked up from my mom but I I have a creative mind so I right. I was more creative I think with you guys growing up mm-hmm. of course there's only two of you and I came from a family of, of six, six so it was different do you think that you and dad have served different roles in parenting us through our lives do you think like I kind of asked this question earlier too and it was a little bit confusing I think to Jacqueline but I I guess I mean do you think one of you guys was more affectionate or and one was like the hard ass you know like that kind of stereotype of a um I think I did all the roles (laughs) (laughs) no um yes I do kind of think that I Mm -hmm. think I was the more nurturing one but not all the time dad was also nurturing but I was just home more so that was my role yeah um but that being said, Dad did sit down and do homework with you and played music with you guys and yeah. taught you music. And he had his creative times. So he was just gone a lot more. Right, right. So what has surprised you most about being a mother that you just didn't expect? The sleepless nights. Good <laughs> Lord. Olivia never slept through for two and a half years, and I'm not kidding. She was a very colicky baby. Mm-hmm. So I was not prepared for that. I knew there would be bouts of it, but it was ongoing. With like, would Olivia. you go just days without rest? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did with Olivia. And you came soon after, so. <laughs> well, what what was your favorite? I already asked your favorite and least favorite part about being a mother, but your favorite period of time, like for our ages, like when we were newborns, toddlers, kids. I loved when you guys were toddlers. You were so <laughs> much fun and so creative. Yeah. I loved that age. <laughs> The toddler age. I did. I love toddlers. I love when you're like two and three. Okay. And your least favorite part was you can the teens. Communicate. Yeah. And the least favorite part was definitely the teens. And, you know, thank God that was short lived. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could give some advice to any people that are young couples that are thinking about having kids that are discerning it, they're not sure if they want it or not. What would you tell them? If they about having children? Yeah. Like if, if they're trying if to give decide whether or not they want kids, like what would you tell them? Like, I would tell them it's the greatest, deepest love that you could ever feel. Mm -hmm. I really, I truly believe that, that it's the deepest love that you can ever (laughs) feel and just let your children be who they are and support them. Don't try to turn them into something that you missed out on growing up. Right. Yeah. Don't try to live vicariously. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then would you, do you have like any parenting advice beyond that? Like, I want to say how I know not to tell people how to raise their children, but just anything that you think is really kind patience, of patience, a lot of patience. You have to have a lot of patience and a lot of love. Yeah. Okay. yeah that's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mom. All right, right. Thank you for this interview. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I love you. Love you back. That's it. Mom, I just want to thank you again. That was a fantastic interview. Thank you very much. That's Elaine Muskin, everybody. Mama Muskin is what I like to call her. Woo! She is a legend and fantastic woman.
This has been a great episode, too, and I just want to thank all the moms in the world for being motherly. We all have a beginning, an origin, a, a place of conception, our mothers. But is that what makes a mother? Just the place we came into the world from? Half of the chromosomes that construct our genetic makeup? Or is it something more? Perhaps a mother is someone who loves unconditionally. Somebody who supports and protects you. Perhaps a mother is someone who would sacrifice their life. They're your biggest cheerleader. Having a kid is no walk in the park. It might even be the hardest thing someone can do. But who better to do it than mom? Lucidity. She's every color in the spectrum. She's the sunset in July. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lucidity, our website where you can find this episode <laughs> and all our episodes, along with our social media links and extra information, is luciditypodcast.com. <laughs> yes, and we'll be back next Tuesday with a new episode where we'll be talking about mental illness and the misconceptions that come along with that. So be sure to check that one out. It's a really good episode. Bye, Felicia. See you next time, Felicia. Later, Felicia. Peace. Felicia. I'm an avocado. What? Lucidity is written by Ryan Muskin and produced by Levi Rainey. Our theme music is provided by George Watsky. Additional music in this episode was provided by Alex Iono and bensound.com. <laughs>